Shumai, Kroiso, and welcome to a new episode of a Club Pildroid podcast with me, Ivan Gwilym, and Jordan Jones. This week, we are joined by one of the Club Pildroid's contributors, Tom Pritchard, who visited Kinkoid Campus this weekend to see Cardiff Met versus Connors Key. We discussed that game, Tom's thoughts on the new season, and go through all the results from last weekend. Shumai, Kroiso, just the six games in the Cymru Premier this weekend to discuss. It's me, Ivan, here again with Jordan. How are you, Jordan? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, it was a good game on uh, Saturday, wasn't it? We were at uh, Met Connors Key. What did you think of it, briefly? Yeah, yeah, it was all right. I think it was one of those nitty-gritty kind of things. A better performance for Met. Um, the Nomads deservedly won after taking their two chances. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a bit more in detail about that game. Uh, someone else who was there uh, was Tom Pritchard, who's uh, joining us this week. How are you, Tom? Yeah, very good, thank you. And uh, first game of the season for you? It was, yeah. It was our first first football game for a, for a very long time, I think, since well before the start of lockdown. So, yeah, it was uh, just good to be back. Good to be back at a game, really. Feel odd being back? Uh, yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, obviously massive changes uh, since I last went to a game, but yeah, all the temperature checks and questionnaires and things like that, and obviously no fans as well. Mm. Yeah, it was, just, it was just good to be back and a, a decent game to watch as well. Yeah, so we, we might as well go go straight into that game. We usually talk about the, the live scorer game, but seeing as the three of us were at uh, Met versus Connors Key, um, Met led at halftime thanks to a Dylan Reese goal from outside the box on 40 minutes first home game uh, first home goal uh, of the season for them and they haven't they'd only scored one in the last uh, six games before that um so a bit of a shock when they took the, the lead of, against the reigning champions Connors Key though broke the seasons down late on with goals from Priestley Farquharson and Craig Curran stealing the win for the reigning champions uh what did you make of the game then Tom particularly how long it took for Connors Key to break down the Cardiff Met defence yeah, um, obviously being at first game of the season, not fully knowing what to expect, but sort of going off you know highlights I've seen and just the general form of the teams, um, I sort of predicted quite a comfortable victory for Nomads. But yeah, up until um, sort of, I think it was in the end, of, I think the Nomads sort of superior, I think fitness and sort of experience as well, probably just edged them, just edged them through. Because um, I'd written a uh, sort of like a thing, what we learned uh, piece from the game. And um, up until sort of the last quarter, I'd had to change that quite a lot because up until then it was sort of, you know, Matt right up for the fight and sort of repel them pretty well. Uh, Nomads, so I thought a bit lacklustre um, from what they usually are in the final third, but sort of battling away as they normally are and pretty strong in the, in that area. But yeah, I think that was probably just what got them over the line in the end. Yeah, we had Bradley Woolridge and Dylan Reese back. Uh, we discussed that last week, Jordan, about how important they would be for them defensively. And I think for the first time I've seen, but this looked as if they were playing with three centre-backs. I don't think I've seen Christian Edwards do that with Bradley Woolridge, Liam Black and uh, Joe Evans in the middle. I think what kind of pushed it in the end was Priestley Farquharson moving from the central defence for Connors Key, moving up forward. He's such a big presence, isn't he? He changed things when he started playing up front. Yeah, for him, um, you could always tell. I've, I've seen him, the first time I ever saw him go up front, um, was in the Welsh Cup match against the Abertillery Bluebirds and that, that was a game where they were holding on for so long and I think it was a time where Abertillery Bluebirds thought they had taken the lead and it's all like priestly going forward and the pitch was quite small but and that's what, that's a common theme in the league is that pitches are quite small so when I saw Priestley Parkinson go up front I, I wasn't really surprised a minute and 
you see in the way that he leaps for his header as well. That's that's like a striker's finish. That's a striker's finish of a target man. Um, it just shows the versatility. There's a lot of the time where you have a centre back, they can also play a striker and vice versa. Similar to Reese Griffiths, who went from a striker uh, to a centre back. So it seems like Priestley Ferguson is doing the opposite to that. Um, one new start for Connors Key, Aaron Williams. I, I was impressed with him. What did you make of him, Jordan? Yeah, it was nice to see him blooded um, in. Um, I saw on social media as well that he was part of their development team and stuff like that. And he put in a short performance, really. For, for Connors Key, they're, they're a team um, that we always say lump it and everything. Um, they actually had more possession on that game, I thought. Um, they had more of the attacking opportunities and it was a case of just trying to break, break the players down. And Credit to Cardiff Met for holding on for so long. Um, but yeah, I was impressed by Williams. I, th- I thought he created enough opportunities. Um, he was trying to find the target. I mean, I do think that if uh, Wilde was on the pitch, perhaps Williams would have had a, an assist to his name, perhaps. Yeah, um, they are still top of the league. Um, we are recording this on a Monday, so they're about to play uh, TNS. Um, so anybody who's listening to this uh, may well uh, have already seen that game. Uh, Going to be on uh, Scorio streaming. Tom. From what you saw of them, you know they're, they're top of the league. Do you think? Do you think that they can win the league? I've, we've asked that for from a lot of our other guests. Is it case uh, can Konoski hold on to the title? Yeah, I think it's going to be. It's, it's really exciting. I think it's especially after them winning the league this year. I think uh, last year. Um, I think up until then we were always thinking that oh, it can never happen because we just haven't seen it for so long. But now it has happened that they've won the league and now they've got to defend that. I think. It'd be very hard to, to write them off. I think, obviously, TNS have started very well as well, scoring freely, uh, hardly conceding many, if any, at all. Um, so they, they, they've they've started extremely well. But, yeah, I think it's a, I think when they play each other, it's not always a great matchup for TNS. I think last season we saw that. I think when Nomads beat them at um, D-side, I think they probably just edged them in that game and showed, showed that they were able to compete and obviously going on to win the league as well. But... I think I would expect TNS to come out on top just over the course of the season. Uh, perhaps when the league splits as well and teams starts with the, to take points off each other as well. I think that's maybe where they'll come out on top just. But yeah, I think look, just for the league this season, I think it's going to be really good to really good uh, two or maybe even more teams competing as well with Balor and Barry. It's, it's going to be a great game uh, midweek, isn't it, Jordan? Yeah, I do think the Connors key need to be uh, putting in a better performance than they did on Saturday. Um, especially considering that it's going to be away from home, I believe, um, at Park Hall. And there's somewhat of a hoodoo um, for Koniski. I don't think they've ever won um, at Park Hall. So if anything, it proves how much of a task it is. And if anything, Koniski would probably accept a draw from that match. Um, for me, Connors, uh, TNS have turned into this winning machine. They were a winning machine before. At the moment, they're, they're not conceding goals. And... Is incredible. Their attack is working, their defence is working, and the midfield is working. They've had to um, change the team a bit sometimes for European games when players haven't been able to play, and yet they've still maintained a level of performance. I really, really can't see New Saints losing at the moment, and I do think that's perhaps why I'm predicting the New Saints to beat Konarski. So, Jordan, tipping TNS for the midweek game. Let's take a look back at uh, their result from the weekend. They were playing Pennebont. Lewis Sharp was there for a club Pildroid, and this is his summary. Pennebont versus the New Saints ended 4-0 to the visitors as Rasco's team kept hold of their perfect record. 
Two early goals from Louis Robles were followed by a second-half brace for Greg Draper, meaning the Saints travelled back to Oswestry with all three points. Late on in the game, the host received two red cards. The first was for Nathan Wood. His first yellow card was for dissent, and the second for bringing down Lewis Reese on the counter-attack. The second dismissal was for Kostya Zhezhevsky, who picked up his second yellow card for a foul on Ryan Harrington. The pair will miss Bont's next game away to Kevin Druids. Louis Robles double, Greg Draper double. Uh, and I'm looking back at those highlights, they looked to be combining so well, and especially if you add Leo Smith into the equation as well. Tom, what did you make of what you saw on the highlights and what you've seen of the highlights of TNS in general so far? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty irresistible, really, aren't they? Um, I think it was mentioned in the in um, Lewis's report on the website, I think, about Louis Robles and the, the way him and Greg Draper are linking up. Um, I think even if they're not doing that too well, then it's, it's all dangerous. But if they've got that connection as well, it's uh, it's pretty potent. And um, yeah, they look you know, very strong. Um, obviously, not conceding, not conceding too many, and then they've got all that uh, danger going forward. And even with losing uh, someone like Aaron Edwards, they seem to have just sort of carried on as they were. Um, and yeah, if they carry on, carry on the way they are, it's looking uh, looking pretty dangerous. Uh, Pennebon to the opposition, Jordan. Um, Rhys Griffiths, uh, continuing with his great Welsh in his interviews, he was saying, he's basically admitting, you know, TNS, when they're in that form, you know, there's, you know they, they were so good. He didn't seem to be that disheartened with the effort levels that his own players were, was putting in. You know, having one, three on the bounce, how much of a blow is losing 4-0 to TNS? You know, how, how much, should he be more disappointed? Um, if, if he's happy with the level of performance, that's probably a regular occurrence from Panabont this season, is that Panabont are putting the performances in, the performances in but um, sometimes they're not getting results, and sometimes they are. And I think um, no game's a real free hit as such, and the, the loss to TNS will probably hurt the most because it stops their run of form. Say you're playing any other teams in the league, perhaps you've got a bit more of a chance of winning that. And obviously it was at home, so perhaps... Um, Panamont had a bit more of a chance. I remember seeing them last season where Panamont really matched TNS. I think they only lost by the one goal. Um, so perhaps the scoreline is something that um, they want to reflect on. But if they're happy with the level of performance, then I, I think that's fine from them as long as they can continue to ma- maintain that. Uh, the only problems is they're obviously without Georgievsky and Wood now. And Georgievsky impressed me so much against Cardiff Met. And when he scored the winner, in that midweek fixture, he was such a nippy little player in midweek. We were waxing lyrical about how good um, Nathan Wood is, and a lot of people were. So to have two of those players missing, um, it, it just shows how much of a blow that's going to be, even though it's only one game because they were both second yellow cards. Uh, it's still a massive blow for them. And then we've got a, it gives opportunities to other players, um, but it makes it so much harder uh, to try and tactically analyse the next fixture. The televised game on Scoria was Bala 5, Aberystwyth 2. Mark Williams put the visitors ahead. Goals from Will Evans and Sean Smith putting Bala ahead at the break. Two Chris Venables goals meant the Bala were comfortable after 60 minutes with uh, Sean Hewitt's penalty being the highlight for Aberystwyth. But that was ultimately just a consolation goal. The first goal for Raul Correa since joining Bala was the icing on top of the cake. For the home team, 5-2, as I said, final score. Uh, Both of you watched this or... Catch the end of it at least after you came back from the uh, Met Koniski game. 
yeah, yeah we did yeah live on score yeah live on score what did you what did you make of it tom yeah i think um abba went too bad obviously taking the lead and i thought um, maybe this could be a game where they can um can get something out of it but i think in the end it was sort of ballers uh all the strength they got going forward i think it was mentioned on commentary about sort of their front five is pretty uh fearsome and people like will evans playing how uh, as well as he is at the moment as well uh getting his goal and just his general play um and obviously venables is up there doing his thing and yeah it was maybe a bit too much uh sort of just a bit too much quality overall in the end for an ABBA team who are sort of a, like in a development season, I guess. But I think they're doing they're doing pretty well. I think Gavin Allen won't be too disappointed with that. Obviously, you don't always want to concede five, but I think sort of the way they were, the, goal, the way the goals were conceded wasn't um, too bad. And they thought he'll have been sort of encouraged, I think, from his, uh, from his young side. It was uh, a lot of issues maybe dealing with crosses because a lot of them came from the flanks. I thought... The assist by Mendes for Venables' second goal was was spot on. Um, Raúl Correa getting his his first goal, Jordan. Uh, what did you make of him? Because he's big presence. Uh, I, he impressed me when he came on against uh, uh, Penabont. Yeah, yeah. With, with him, it just shows the attacking options that Bala have. Is it is um. We see Liverpool's from three, and this isn't a direct comparison, but um, it's quite fluid in the, uh, the way that Bala can attack, and I think that's it's going to be so important for them um, in regards to their ambitions this season. Correa took his header so well as well. We were speaking about the crosses as well as that is that that cross from Matthew Jones to Mark Williams um, as well. It was, it was a great because we were listening to the English commentary and uh, Mark Jonah Jones and um, was just speaking about how good the levels of crosses were, how the goals are scored, and how Will Evans left for the for his header as well. So it's just showing um, how well the set pieces are as well. And perhaps from a writing perspective, we don't really analyse it as much, but um, these teams may put in so much detail into set pieces as well. And it'd be interesting to hear um, someone in the league to offer offer why these teams are scoring their set pieces now. Has has Colin Kitten brought someone in perhaps to work on set pieces? Because uh, when watching Will Evans, we wouldn't really see that. Um, at Cardiff Nep and now he's scoring them and career as well obviously taking his header well, his header well and um, is his first goal for the club and so hopefully he can build on that as well The other team we were expecting to be up amongst it uh, with the, the three big teams are Barry obviously they were away to Newtown one all and James Davis put Newtown ahead after 66 minutes uh, and it must have looked like Newtown were, were about to record this only their second win of the season but a late penalty for Barry was converted in the 94th minute by Kane McLaughlin to salvage a point for the visitors fantastic comeback in a way um, what, I, what struck me with Newtown Barry and I commented on this league game last year in, at Jenner Park was actually Newtown's got the upper hand on Barry in the recent uh, meetings between them. The last six meetings in all competitions, Newtown's won four of them, Barry won, and then this draw uh, over the weekend. Uh, Barry must be happy with a point then uh, away at Latham Park, Jordan. Yeah, they will be. I think Newtown will be kicking themselves not to get that victory because it just feels at the moment um, that it's just not clicking for Newtown. Obviously, I predicted them to do well, and I think a lot of people in the league predicted Newtown. Um, to do well, whereas in the manner of how Barry um, got the draw as well, is that they'll take that back to Jenna Park and they'll be happy at that point. 
it's more of a point, I think, like I said, with Newtown is that they'll be hitting themselves that they wanted that victory. And it could have been a springboard, perhaps, because obviously they're hosting Bala next Saturday as well, whereas Barry have got Connors Key. So it allows Barry to continue their unbeaten run, whereas Newtown still looking for a victory. Mm, I, Jordan's right, uh, Tom. I think a lot of us, with the signings that Newtown had done, the fact that they were very solid last year as well in, in the top six, expecting them to do well this year. What, what have you made of Newtown and the struggles that they've had at the start of the season? Yeah, I'd say that where they are at the moment is certainly not where I expect them to be. But then perhaps the new signings is sometimes can go two ways. You either gel straight away and, and the quality is there, then that brings good results. Or perhaps it's just a case of them gelling. Um, I, I, I would still expect them to go on and to have a pretty good season from their standards compared to what they've done in our previous years. Um, yeah, I think like some of their results have been disappointing. And then, then other other um, games they've played where perhaps are not expected to do so well they've actually then performed it pretty well like they have I did against Saturday against Barry um, so perhaps it's just sort of finding that right consistency and the, the ability to, to win the games that they should and I think eventually um, perhaps with, with the players getting a bit more used to each other and just as the season goes on I would expect them to sort of find that level where, where we all think they should be. So we've, we've gone TNS to win against Connors Key midweek uh, Bala versus Barry, Tom, who's taking it? Yeah, that's a that's a very tough one again. I think perhaps with Barry sort of kicking themselves a bit after their performance, even though they probably would settle for a point, I think they know that they, they're well capable of doing more. I think perhaps this will be a game where they just raise the game against Bala because they have to. Um, but I, I think I was, I was pretty impressed with uh, Bala on Saturday. Um, obviously, could potentially they have beaten TNS as well and showed their performance levels that they can reach against arguably the best team in the league there. Um, so I probably just would favour Bala for this one. Um, just adding slightly extra firepower perhaps. But again, wouldn't be too surprised with the result either way. Uh, home advantage wasn't enough for Bala versus uh, Halford West. Jordan, is it going to be enough? Is it going to be the, the deciding factor against Barry midweek? I, th- I think it will. I think um, the man of the victory on Saturday for Bala um, means that they're going to end Barry's unbeaten run um, tomorrow, I think. And I think Bala, just, it's such a good team to watch mm. um, at the moment. They're playing such nice stuff and mixing it up. And like I said, their attacking um, trio, it's just so nice to watch. And I just think it's going to be too much as well. Um, it, it depends as well if Barry will have a full set of players to call upon as well, because a lot of them... Um, work as such as well, whereas Bella obviously have players working as well. Um, it's, it's a long trek up on a Tuesday night massively and um, some of them might feel fatigued as well, the Barry players. Yeah, so that game Wednesday night and uh, TNS Connors Key uh, Tuesday night. There are other teams in the league, not just those four, um, that played over the weekend. And starting on Friday night, Carnarvon uh, against Kevin Druids. Kevin Druids came into that game winless. Uh, Hugh Griffiths, now with Carnarvon, was entertaining his old side, Kevin Druids, at the Oval. And, and uh, Druids started with a bang, Iwan Cartwright, putting them ahead after three minutes. Alex Darlington doubled their advantage after 18 and despite a second-half goal from Paolo Mendes to give Canarvon some hope of a comeback, the Druids held on to give Bruno Lopez his first win as a manager in the Cymru Prem. Uh, feels like it's been a long time coming, uh, Bruno Lopez's first win. Uh, Jordan, what, what did you make of 
not what did you make of the game? Because obviously we only see highlights, but what did you make of the struggles that he's had to overcome uh, this season so far? Yeah, he's had to deal with a lot, I think. With the, um, with the players that he's had to sign, it seems like there's some cast-offs, really. They're not the ones that was wanted by a lot of people. And they've just had to work with what they've got, really. Um, he came in a bit later um, than the other managers. They've been able to have a bit more of a pre-season and they are having to play some young players. But it seems... Um, and the performance on Friday is that it really clicked for them, is that they've been in some games um, as such. Um, but on Friday, it seemed to just work really well for them. Apparently, their best performance, and a few people on social media were saying that this was one of the worst performances they'd seen from Carnarvon. So it might show that um, a Druid's now turning a corner. Um, they've got a really important fixture as well on Saturday against Penabon. So if they can build on what they've already got now, um, we might see them rise up on the table. Mm, what what did you make of it, Tom? I mean, and what have you made of Bruno Lopez, uh, just a, a foreign influence into the league? Yeah, I was sort of pretty intrigued by it, really. Um, no one, nobody, not knowing too much, but I think when you have this, when you have someone from that kind of background coming in, you sort of think, I think everyone's sort of optimistic and to think how it can be, perhaps bringing a different uh, style of football, which it seems like is what he's trying to do, and perhaps that's maybe one of the factors in not getting too many positive results at the start of the season is just trying to get that uh, through to the players. And obviously they didn't have the, an ideal start with uh, their first couple of games being um, postponed because of the COVID issues. Um, so, so, yeah, so now perhaps as he gets a bit more, uh, sort of kind of Im- implement his style a bit better and then the players can get more used to that, I think there's potential for them to, to do a bit better. A couple of dangerous players up front in the likes of uh, Jamie Reid and Alex Darlington and uh Still a few well-experienced uh, players of the league uh, are on that team. And I think there's, there's, there's potential there. On to Carnarvon. Um, Griffiths must be very disappointed with that. They've, they've only lost to the big names uh, so far this season. Um, so losing to the team that are bottom, the team that are winless, the team that he used to manage, that must be very disappointing, Jordan. Yeah, it, it could be a freak result or it could be a case is that they've had so many good performances as, as well. Um, they played all right in midweek against against the Coniskey Nomads and they even took the lead. Um, it just seemed the, the, it worked for the Druids and kind of perhaps even with Mendes scoring to try and pull them back into the game. Yeah, it's, it's going to hurt Hugh Griffiths because he still has an affection for the Kevin Druid as well, but he's moved on to pastures new now. He's at a different club and he wants to build something there. And I think um, perhaps there's a bit of a roadblock um, into where he wants to take Kainarvon when you're losing to a team. That's no disrespect to um, Kevin and Druid. It's just they're winless at the moment. So everyone might look at them and say, they're easy pickings. We should be winning this game. Um, Tom, on, on to, with Kainarvon, Obviously, there's been a lot of changes over the summer. What did you make of it? Because obviously, some of them, like Paulo Mendes, scoring again over the weekend, have made quite an impact. Yeah, he certainly has. He's been uh, yeah, really impressive from what I've seen so far. Um, good player. And yeah, I think I think at the moment, perhaps they're slightly ahead of where I expect them to be. But I think there's still, like I said, um, a strong core there. And that's what's gotten them, uh, taken them to so um, many really good performances since they've come back into the league. Um, and I think just Hugh Griffiths being in charge as well, just a very experienced manager of the league. Um, obviously, had a while at Druids, and I think he's a big factor in that, just sort of knows how to organise a team to do pretty well in the league. 
and a finish in the in the in European places. And people like Darren Thomas are still there. And obviously there were a few sort of notable departures, but I think all in all they've they've created themselves really well at the start of the season and given themselves um, a really good platform to go on from that. Do you, do you see them staying up? Uh, Carnarvon, I would expect to. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, another one for the for their safety uh, column, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get rid for that all the whole season. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Um, one more game to talk about. The the two promoted sides met at Kaikasash Flint, uh, and it was two late goals for Hartford West that meant that their long journey back to Pembrokeshire would have been uh, much more enjoyable than if they hadn't skewered all three points. Jack Wilson and Danny Williams once again with the goals after they scored the goals that won them the game against Bala. So Flint, uh, Tom, impressed us all with their summer signings. They started the season well with six points from the first three games, now lost four in a row. They're playing Met next, another team who've lost their last four games. How massive is that game for Flint now? Yeah, it's really big, I think, even at this early sort of stage of the season. And I think, like you said, they, st- they did start very well and um, have a have an exciting manager and and brought in some some talented players. Um, but I think I think this sort of run was perhaps always possible for a team coming up and maybe not expecting to as such and just coming back into the league and and you've got to go. I think a run of four losses isn't ideal, but I think sort of that can happen sometimes. Obviously, they want they wouldn't have wanted to lose uh, home to a, a fellow promoted side in in Halford West, but I think they have shown shown uh, glimpses of what they can do um, in the early stage of the season so far. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'd be pretty optimistic for them. Definitely not sort of writing them off or thinking that this run is means too much. But yeah, I think there's still there's some good talent there. Yeah, both teams that have come up have had mixed bags in terms of of results. You know, few wins, which you'd expect with especially with the changes that Flint have done uh, over the summer. Halford West also mixed results, but on the uh, as opposed to Flint, their positive results have come quite recently, six points in the last three games for them. Uh, Jordan, where, where do they go now? In how, how much do you think that they can push on and, and stay mid-table, push for top six maybe? Yeah, I'd say they, they've got enough to probably stay up as well. And um, even in their runs as well, is that Wayne Jones has added a few players here and there, like Summerfield and Turner have joined recently and it's all about keeping that core of the squad that got them promoted but also adding players who have Cymru Premier experience or perhaps need that experience in the Cymru Premier but are at a higher level for example example like Danny Williams um, who's, who's playing so well for them as well and Jack Wilson is just doing so great for them um, I, perhaps I couldn't see them challenging for Europe that's no offence to them I just think perhaps like 10th and 9th maybe so they've got enough to stay up um, at the moment and they're getting results at good places that result of Ballo was so great for them and to win against a team that's newly promoted as well it only works for them so well um, so yeah I think they've got enough to get, perhaps get that mid-table kind of finish mm. I think it, it says a lot that those wins have come away from home as well especially with the amount of travelling that Hanford West have to do because they seem to be the most isolated out of all of the clubs. Um, I'll, I'll finish before we, we do our, our look to the next fixtures with, with Tom, because uh, you're our guest. Um, which teams and which cl- uh, players have, have impressed you in general uh, in these opening few games when you've been looking at highlights? 
Uh, yeah, so just one that springs to mind first because it was just mentioned there with um, Harvard West. Jack Wilson has been um, really impressive. Uh, coming from Pemexer myself, I've sort of seen him play sort of local football as well and sort of seen sort of him coming up that way. And yeah, maybe not um, too surprised as such, but like I just know that he's had sort of raw pace, um, a good delivery on him and that sort of enthusiasm. And I think that's been just in the way that the games have developed so far this season. Um, and perhaps with his best performances coming away from home, we have the best sort of don't have to have the onus on them as such and they can counter-attack. I think he's been, that's been a good platform for him to, to do well. And like he did on Saturday with a goal and the um, winning the penalty as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, he's been, he's been really impressive. Um, like I mentioned uh, Mendes from Carnarvon. He's been really good as well. Uh, adapted pretty quickly there. Um, yeah, and I've liked also, um, I think just Rob Les as well, maybe not too surprised as such by him, but just definitely impressed with performances there. And he's sort of built on from um, what he did with Bala as well. And just now surrounded by an even higher standard of players has shown his real qualities as well. Yeah, it's it's quite frightening how how much TNS have, have strengthened over the summer. Actually, it's just a few, a small number of, of key signings. Jordan. Yeah, there's, there's, they've added so much as well. We've seen Robles score twice on the weekend as well, and we're seeing Leo Smith become so important for them. And that's the player I said that I think will be the signing of the season. Um, it, it just shows how good that squad is, and it's, it's buying into that young player that Scott Rusco targets. And I think that's what we want to see from the new Saints is sometimes um, journeymen come into the league and use the league as a final payday. But um, how I view the league is that young players can develop here, perhaps go into a higher level, get earn a contract in the football league, for example. And if it works for them, it works for them. But it's great to have players like Rob and Smith who are playing in the league, playing for the best team in the league. And it's, it's only benefiting us because we're seeing such a great product in the league as well. We're recording this on Monday night and we've got two midweek fixtures coming up. TNS versus Connors Key on Tuesday, streamed live by Scorio. Bala versus Barry on Wednesday, which clashes with the uh, Wales, uh, we were playing Bulgaria game. And then this weekend, another full set of fixtures on the Friday. Aberystwyth versus TNS uh, on the Saturday. Barry versus Connors Key is the live game on Scorio quarter past five. Druids versus Pennebont. Druids looking to build on that first win of the season. Haverford West versus Carnarvon. Uh, Newtown versus Bala. And I'll be at Cardiff versus Cardiff Met versus Flint. Uh, both teams on a bad run. Uh, looking at their head-to-head, never played each other before. Uh, which I don't know why I'm surprised because they've been in sort of different structures, north and, and south. But you'd expect a, a Welsh Cup game, maybe. Mm. Anyway, uh, Jordan, where are you this weekend? Are you somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm keeping a look again. It could be another trio of uh, us for being at a Cardiff Met game again. We we should have most games covered this weekend as well. Right. Um, there's not many games that we you know, we won't be missing this weekend. So I think it's just Avarice with that because we don't have a contributor for. Um, but everywhere else we seem to be fine. Um, so I think Kingcoy Campus again. I'll make my 100% record. I've got more appearances than some players this season. <laughs> the problems the Met have had this season. <laughs> Uh, Tom, are you going to do a, do a double uh, and go two in a row at uh, King Coyd? Yeah, why not? It just uh, yeah, it seems just how it's fallen so far, and there's I think they've had a hat trick now of uh, of home games just at, at this time. And yeah, Matt's have a look. I was pretty impressed with them on Saturday and in, in the, how much they how, how well they fought. And obviously, this is a different challenge for them now uh, against mm-hmm. Flint, where 
they'll, they'll really be hoping to win. But yeah, I think that'll be a very intriguing game at King College this weekend. Yeah, a second bash at the at the Flincher teams uh, this weekend. Well, thanks, Tom, for joining us. Uh, I hope we'll get you back soon. You enjoy your your visit to a Club Hildroid Cymru Premier podcast? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Good. And uh, thanks to you, Jordan, for your time, as always. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Another week gone. Thanks for listening. By the time you're listening to this, there's a good chance the missed week games may have happened already, so you'll already know how wildly inaccurate our predictions were. It seems like a key point in the season, with the big teams playing each other so often. After they face TNS midweek, Connors Key are travelling to face Barry in the live game on Saturday. You can follow that game and most of the others at A Club Pale Droid on Twitter at A Club Pale Droid. Remember, if you're interested in being a contributor, get in touch. Jordan and I will be back to discuss all those games we mentioned, but until next week, Hoyle Vauer. <laughs>